She with you? I thought she was with you. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you for subscribing, for liking, for following, all that good stuff. Very much appreciated. Thank you for subscribing and uh, supporting on Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. We do appreciate your support. The first uh, digital exclusive is out, and uh, it's a bit of audio and uh, there's more stuff coming certainly by the end of the month we're going to have some video we're going to have a film commentary but we wanted to actually just get the page kind of up and running so if you haven't gotten in yet and obviously word will spread and momentum will build and all that good stuff so if you haven't subscribed yet there's still great stuff to come for the month of january and from every month from here on out so it's going to be a lot of fun uh please go over and check that out at kate excuse me patreon.com slash kate pod and uh, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Cape Pod as well. And joining me on this week's episode is none other than my part-time co-host, Jack DeFranco. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Thanks. Even though you were just here last week, but you're, yeah. you're here again. So <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. And no uh, anytime. In, in case you missed last week's episode, and if you don't know, based on the title, uh, we're going to be having a full-on spoiler discussion about Wonder Woman 84. Uh, which I badly joked about on last week's show, is it being the 84th movie in the Wonder Woman series. Uh, it was a very clunky delivery of that joke, and it, it wasn't that funny anyway. But <laughs> forgive me for that. They can't all be winners, folks. It's, it's a, yeah, the it, show's it free. What do you want? <laughs> happens to the best of us. So, the show's free. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Engineer Chris is here as well. Christian Cordes is oh, going to no, be present. Oh, no, I'm not Chris. I'm, I'm Ryan Taggart. It's great <laughs> to be here. <laughs> If you were Ryan Tagger, you would have loved Wonder Woman 84. If you, yeah, exactly. I, I loved that movie. It was, oh, it was great. It was like, awesome. What did you like about Ryan? It was great. Oh, it was, oh, oh, it was great. Oh, oh, colors and 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 and. She rode the, she's she running she around. Rode the lightning. Yeah. It was the 80s. Come on. It was like, the 80s. Come on. Like, what's not, the... not to love? <laughs> now, funnily not, now listen. If Christian wants to jump in during this discussion. He can feel free. Yeah, it, honestly, because you, we we talked about this before we got going. I said, "Look, we're going to talk about this movie. So if you haven't seen it and want to, uh, yeah. just you know, if you, ha- if you haven't seen it, go fuck yourself. But if you have, awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he doesn't want to see it. So if he reacts to the things we say, that's totally okay. We're down." And we're here Honestly, for it. Honestly, man, like it was. I just don't have the interest after all those reviews came out. Mm. Like that, can, that could kill a movie for me. And I hate to yeah. be that way. But like, and and that sucks because I'm a filmmaker and I right. want to support. But like, a bad it takes movie it out of you because you go in with preconceived notions of like, uh, it's two and a half hours of my life that no one actually likes this. So why would I even yeah. bother? Exactly. Well, it does. But also, it, see, I kind of also go with the fact that when. People hate something, like really hate something or love something or it's polarizing like those three instances. Not when people say like it was good. It's worth a watch, like not a casual kind of opinion like that. If people love it, hate it or it's polarizing and you have those two categories of people. That's when I like to go back and see something after the hype. 
Like I did that with um, like The Departed. I saw that a couple of years later because I just said, you know what? This movie, everybody's hyping it up like crazy. And what came out around, well, the same time as I mean, a couple of months apart uh, was the first Borat. People were laughing about that like it was the invention of comedy. And I watched it. I said, this just I don't know. It d- didn't do it for me, but I want to yeah, go back and watch Borat to, now. I, I still have yet to see the first Borat. Dude, the yeah. second one's immensely better. The, sec- the I second, I only saw the second one, and that's the only one I want to see. Jack so. was—I thought Jack was going to have a heart attack. We had to keep pausing it because he was laughing so hard. He was just yeah. like covering his face <laughs> and crying and sweating, and it's—it's uh, it's amazing. It's going to happen. I'm going to have a full on coronary, and you're going to be like, oh it's, shit! It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be my fault. I know that. Perfect no, what? time to podcast. <laughs> What's going on? Right? What's going on, Jack? How are you? Yeah, ah! yeah it better. I'm coming to listen. Does your left arm always hurt this bad? <laughs> <laughs> you just please do it on cam. If you could do it on the show, that would, that would really help Patriot us out. Patriot exclusive, Jack has a heart attack. $45 tier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, here's the $100 tier, the death of Jack DeFranco he's tier. Okay. Jesus, man. The Jack DeFranco. I'm not assuming he's going to die. Second, I'm assuming, Jack, it's a $100 tier, man. Come on. It better oh, be. Premium. I got medical bills to pay. I just exactly. had a heart attack. That's, that's premium content, man. Yeah, triple bypass. That will be the Jack DeFranco <laughs> Memorial tier. I'm going to add that, actually. I'm not expecting anybody to subscribe for $100 a month but should jack die on camera you will get that video so if you, you want if you want to get in on the hundred dollar a month jack defranco memorial reward level then I, I i'm gonna add this that on the patreon by the end of the month i'm gonna be really mad it's going up this on my family it, it, into this like, hey listen there's a potential <laughs> i might be gone soon by the time this show goes out because we're doing this a couple of days in advance like i'm putting it up over the weekend so monday when this show is released it will be there i promise yeah. Because we just see we spin gold on this show. Why wouldn't you want to mm-hmm. kick us a couple of bucks? Come on, throw a little like a scratch our way. Lasso. No, wait, no. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, we should probably get into that. Um, so Wonder Woman 84. Uh, now, the, the joke of uh, this about the, the title of this show, Cape 149 WTF 84. I realize a lot of people have made that joke. And this is even, you know, two weeks after people have seen Wonder Woman 84 and YouTube is full of videos and people are doing, you know, spoiler discussions and everything like that. I get that this is a little later and I debated whether or not to do this show like first (laughs) instead of doing the show we did last week. But then I said, well, the show doesn't hinge on like movie reviews and certainly not full on spoiler discussions about anything. We haven't really done something like this on the show before, but because it's something people are talking about and it's because something that we have some fairly strong opinions about. I thought, well, why not? It's rare that this show coincides with something that's going on. Yeah. In uh, pop culture, just because it's never really been the intention. But in a case like this, people who still haven't seen it. Totally. Well, that's the funny part. At this point, if you haven't seen the movie, I just don't know if you want to. You, you, yeah. I mean, At even if you point. get there's a deal right now and this is not a paid promotion, of course. But uh, if you get HBO Max for six months, I think it it's if you pay up front for six months, I think it's like 72 bucks. So 12 bucks a month for six months, even just to do that, if you want to see any of the movies that are going to be on there. Like if, yeah. if you're a Sopranos fan, you want to see the many saints of Newark in March, you should sign up. And there is a shitload. Of stuff. I will say that they really fumbled that. I like HBO max a lot and they've I, only um, added more and more I, stuff. I'm, I'm very impressed. With they've it. added. They just, they just added all of the, the DC animated universe. Yes, shows. I think it's so funny. I mean, beyond the animated series, Superman, the animated series. And, I'm like, yes, please. And the movies, oh, even, oh, even the movies, the animated movies from 2020, which were awesome. Like, I mean, we'll be talking about them more. Uh, next week, when Jack and I talk about our our uh, the best and worst of 2020, the stuff we liked most and a couple of things we didn't, which obviously Wonder Woman 84 falls in that category, but <laughs> it, it earns its own show. Today. Now, here's a question I have for the two of you, because you guys have seen it, but I feel like this is also important. Do you think that this is a good 
audience movie, but it's not a good comic book movie. Because this is the general opinion that I'm coming up with, because I've seen a lot of general audience people really digging it. Like people who aren't really comic book fans are like, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's fine. It's a good movie. It's fun. But then a lot of other comic book fans are like, this is not good in the slightest. And then I have the reverse where it's people who are like, no, the story is awful. But I'm like, is there a separation there? Like, is there something where it's like, this is just not a good movie or is it just not a good comic book movie? I'll say or, this. It's not a good movie. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. It's not a good movie. If you're a kid, if you're nine years or younger and you haven't seen a lot of comic book movies, let's say you're not familiar with the Marvel movies and maybe your parents don't want you to watch, you know, Endgame and Infinity War because they're a little heavy. Um, then yeah, I'd say it could be, but the thing that even lets that down is the fact that it's unnecessarily two and a half hours. It's too long for a movie like this. So yes. if for like a kid's movie, like the, the tone and everything, it, a lot of people have compared it to like the Richard Donner Superman movies and that's a lighter tone and it's not supposed to be taken too seriously. It's just supposed to be fun, but it's, it's so but bloated. The runtime's so bloated. Yeah. I mean, even like the Donner movies and like Superman two had some themes in it that were like, okay, he loses his powers. It, it we'll talk about that during the show because I feel right. like these movies very much copy the Donner, the first two Donner films of Superman. But like, you're invested in the character. This is just kind. Of, there's that first hour of this movie is so boring. Yeah, that you just <laughs> kind of time just goes on, and you're like, is nothing's really happening? And I'm not saying that as a critical comic. Like, look, I'm. I'm a comic book fan, but I'm not like a big comic book fan. Yeah, Jack doesn't read them. I don't read them. You're gonna, but I don't do that with like uh, if there's a movie or a TV show or an animated series, I'm invested in it. I'll learn about the character that way. Same. So with this movie, I was just there's nothing in it. It's just kind of like this weird drama of nothingness. There's just yeah. nothing. I don't remember the first hour other than just nothing happening. Well, let's let's get into it then. Let's let's go through sure. the movie. As far yeah. as how it starts. Now, it opens the first 11 minutes. I didn't need at all. Uh, I, it's kind of just like playing the hits from the first movie. We're going to show in Themyscira, and we're going to show Baby Diana. And it's this whole... How do you pronounce that place? The Mis- I think it's it Themyscira. Themis- Themyscira? Th- yeah, Themyscira. Themyscira. Okay. Everybody talks about, like, what the hell? Themyscira? Is that a skin product? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it's a rash. <laughs> like, I have some Themyscira on my calf from some poison oak. Maybe she's um, made for it. Themyscira. <laughs> like, yo, man, I'm maybe sorry. she's born with it. Crotch rot. Yo, let me get you that Themyscira. <laughs> it could be. It could be a prescription, like an ointment. Themyscira, yeah. exactly. Or or a um a beauty product. Themyscira yeah. sounds like a beauty product. But it's this scene where basically young Diana, the same girl who was in the first movie portraying young Diana, is thrown into an or somehow volunteers for. Basically an Amazon version, Amazonian version of Maximum Extreme Challenge. And she needs to make it through all these silly obstacles just to get to the end. And, of course, they show her mother and they show Robin Wright's character. I don't remember the character's name. And uh, it's the only scene in the movie, the first 11 minutes. Wonder Mom. There we go. Yeah, Wonder Mom and uh, Wonder Wonder Mentor are in the movie, too. And basically Diana cheats. And kind of slides down and misses one of these silly uh, obstacle courses and would win. But then Wonder Wonder Nanny uh, snatches her <laughs> at the end and doesn't let her cross the finish line. And somebody else does cross the finish line and wins the, the golden action figure suit. So <laughs> now the whole thing is the whole point is to introduce the golden action figure suit, which you'll see for, you know, about 88 seconds at the end of the movie. Yeah. And. 
Also, to give an idea of, like, you cannot cheat. It's about truth. And to give this really ham-fisted, like, idea that couldn't possibly have been... But the the idea is, like, really, you couldn't have shoehorned that into the beginning of the movie in 1984? Like, I don't... The first 11 minutes, just to me, was kind of pointless. I know people love it. I was going to have something to do with it later. I thought, okay, this is going to be about... Because from what I saw from the trailers with uh, Pedro Pascal's character about this rock or whatever he has in his hands, okay, it's going to be about something you can't cheat your way to victory. But... It doesn't deal with that because this was just a weird prologue of, again, yeah. What, where are we going with this? N- nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. It, it, all it was was <laughs> to to drive home an empty platitude about truth. The truth, Diana. You must not cheat. You must always favor the truth or whatever the she hell she She wasn't said. really cheating. She's like, oh, I lost my horse. There it is at the bottom of the canyon. I'll just go down this <laughs> convenient slide. So yeah. she goes like action park style, another HBO Max plug. Oh. <laughs> she just there, there's a watch. Horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that more on that next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does. So she, it's not so much she cheats. Yeah, she does kind of lose it's her like, horse. But I lost my horse. There for, it was at the bottom. I'm not going to run down a fucking hill. <laughs> but for a two and a half hour movie like that, it was 11 minutes because I paused it and I said, how long was that? Because then the title comes up after this whole yeah. opening scene, which is too long. And I'm thinking for a movie this long. Do we need this scene? And I guess the idea is to give little girls something to cheer for. Okay, here's young Diana. Yay. And whatever. And to drive home this this idea about, like, truth. You must not cheat. That could be young Got Amazon, it. too. Yeah. <laughs> and then we skip to the to the mall scene, which is already mostly released online as a clip where it's the 80s. So people love the mall. So we're going to have a fight That's in the mall. It. And it's kind of weird that the Wish Rock that's used for a good portion of this movie until Pedro Pascal becomes the Wish Rock. But the idea that this wish rock, which is the whole catalyst for everything that happens in the movie, is just in the back room at some random mall jewelry store. Yeah, next to the and Orange s- Julius, next to the Walden Yeah, books. exactly. It's, it's like this it, is the only thing they use. Like, this is how you know why a movie's called Night- Wonder Woman 1984, because it takes place in the same mall that Stranger Things takes place in. And it's like, <laughs> hey, remember all those things you liked as a kid that aren't here anymore? Yeah. Mall. Or that or that awesome scene in Commando <laughs> that would happen yeah, gotta, three years after the movie. Say, oh, what, oh, people also. Heard, um uh the video game area the arcade mm-hmm. fucking video game nerds were like yeah that didn't come out till 1987 that had come out in 1986 so they were like just throw it's some just, video games it's in there. kind of so weird like, that that's like you can picky, but it's like but you can research that stuff yeah so see i don't know i heard from especially not from you guys but i've heard from other people is that this film doesn't comfortably yeah it hammers the fact that it's set in the 80s it's not like subtle it's very much like hey welcome to the 80s <laughs> but only in that's everything about it but only aesthetics. only in that scene though like i will say that only in that scene and then the 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 uh, steve i almost call him steve rogers steve trevor uh you know fashion montage that was also too long uh, was just like, look how hilarious fashion was in the 80s, which, by the way, I know a lot. They want to really uh, hype up the jokes about the fanny pack. I feel like fanny packs were way more of a 90s thing. I remember seeing those yeah. as an older kid. I don't remember people walking around in the mid to late 80s with fanny packs. I really feel like fanny no, packs hit their stride in the 90s. Yeah, I had one strapped on my bike candle. So I, I did. Too. I had one. I, I think we got it like Kmart or something. It was like bright orange with a black zipper. I had one, but that's when I was 10 and that would have been 91, 92. So I I don't know. I feel like that whole thing. There was no, if anything, I thought it was going to overemphasize the fact that it took place in 1984. Kind of like as much as I enjoyed uh, Captain Marvel, the idea that 
every moment it's like it's the 90s it's the 90s it's the 90s just kind of hitting you over the head with the 90s like I, look i was a teenager in the 90s i don't remember a nine inch nails poster every 11 feet i don't remember like the, you know the the idea they're like every corner well that's it that that whole movie was just like everything emphasizes that it takes place in like 95 96 we get it but it, it's yeah. you're really going out of your way to decorate to emphasize that it's the 90s and this movie kind of took the opposite approach where the fact that it took place in 1984 basically does nothing to serve the plot. It has nothing to do with it. I mean, the only defense I've heard that makes sense to me is that this movie needs to take place before essentially 2016, before Batman and Superman show up, before there's a Justice League and all that. But it could have been any year. It could have been Wonder could Woman been 99. Wonder Woman 94. Wonder Woman 2004. Exactly. Wonder Woman, Wonder, Wonder Woman Wonder 2000. Woman 2004. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I, I don't know. So the, just the, the mall scene was the only emphasis of like, it's the 80s, kids. And then it's and kind of over. Like you told me before you because I watched it a day after you. Yeah. No 80s music. No. I mean, there yeah. was, OK, there was like one song, but I thought here's an opportunity. You're going to have 80s music going to play up the nostalgia of the parents of the kids who are most likely watching the movie or the families that are watching it and play some. 80s tunes and they didn't i mean for a movie that cost 200 million dollars i'm kind of surprised none of that went to music licensing it all yeah, went to bad yeah. cgi but anyway uh i i will say though i mean there's not a lot that goes on except these nondescript criminals who diana needs to wrangle which first of all yeah, what was, where were they coming from they were just i don't know what them. was their interest who were they working for like how did they know the wish rock was in the back room of this this jewelry store in a random mall in dc <laughs> i mean just the convenience was off the charts but the thing is that's annoying is and a lot of people brought this up already so again if you haven't heard you probably have heard because this is coming out later than everybody else's discussion but uh who cares but diana in the whole movie there's no sword and shield like the first one she uses the golden lasso the lasso of truth but the reason that's annoying is because, number one, it's not really a weapon. Number two, starting in that mall scene, and for the three, count them, three scenes, you see Diana as Wonder Woman. She's just Spider-Manning around the joint and just using it to fly all over the fucking mall. And really, that that's kind of it. I mean, there's a point during the White House fight where she spins it really fast to repel bullets being shot at her. But otherwise, she just does it to, like, latch onto shit and swing everywhere. Like Spider-Man. That's honestly what it felt yeah. like. That felt like nostalgia to me. It's like, well, they used it in the original series, and this movie takes place in 1984, so people are going to remember the lasso. Put the lasso in the movie. And it was also in that Justice League movie that people don't like. <laughs> Maybe there'll yeah. be more of it in the, in the Snyder extra budget mm -hmm. version that isn't a Snyder cut. But um, Oh, you mean yeah. the, the, the Snyder cut version that only shot two extra scenes? Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be in there. Yeah, that's that Snyder cut that cost an extra 30 million bucks. 30 I want million. See, uh, Dude, I don't want to. Uh, that's one. Are, we found it. No, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't find. Yeah, release million. the release the unfinished, no special effects, actual Snyder cut, and I'll watch it and laugh. What but, could parts. be done for thirty million? Deadpool was made for fifty. Okay, mm. that's my standard. Where it's like, look what they did in Deadpool. We for we just fifty million before getting on Mike. We discussed a movie that could be made for under thirty million for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listen true. there's there's that so the reshoots to pander to a fringe group of fans is i don't know i ranted about it over the summer on a, on a solo episode i did but <sighs> uh, i i've i have zero interest in it i'll watch it weeks after it comes no, no, out because no i don't want to watch it i don't want to give them the satisfaction i i just I, out of I morbid curiosity version. i don't care about that like i i just i'm done so. i just I'm, I'm just curious more than anything else but i don't know oh we'll and see. it's not a miniseries anymore 
It's not. It's, the, it's a fucking four hour long movie. See, so, the funny thing is, I heard it was going to yeah. be a four part series four four one hour episodes like a mini series. Then I heard you it know, was going to be eight. I heard it was going to be eight 30 minute episodes. And now it's just going to be falling for. I don't know. Like what movies name a four hour movie. That's interesting. The Irishman's looking at that like, dude, you got to calm that down. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Martin Scorsese <laughs> says, listen, you got to watch your runtime, kid. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about this thing. I'm sure Martin Scorsese would have a lot of opinions about a lot of these movies we're talking about this episode based on recent comments. Well, he yeah. wisely would have just skipped it. I will say, there, I wasn't planning on watching Wonder Woman 84. I watched it on Christmas, well, technically the 26th. It was 2.30 in the morning. Christmas was kind of a heavy day because we didn't do our, our family didn't do the traditional thing because everybody in our extended family decided we're not going to gather, we're going to be safe. So... My girlfriend and I went to my parents' house. We just spent it with them. We haven't had a Christmas at home in over 20 years uh, with just the immediate family, minus my sister, who, of course, didn't take the flight from California to New Jersey. Um, so it was kind of a heavy day and also heavy with, you know, Sherry missing her family, of course. I understand that. You know, so it, it was it was a day that was um, emotional. I mean, as much as we enjoyed Christmas and it was good getting together, you know, even there's just the four of us, it was still kind of heavy. So I said, well, let's let's put this day behind us it's you know christmas is over now it's the 26th i thought soul was going to be kind of heavy even though i knew it was pixar i was like well we can watch soul or we watch wonder woman 84 i was like let's wait on soul let's watch wonder <laughs> woman 84 and just laugh at it because i had such low expectations i'm in the small minority who did not enjoy the first wonder woman movie and i wasn't expecting much from this one i really thought like this is just going to be silly but i was open to being surprised i said if this movie's good and if I'm actually like bowled over by this movie, I will gladly admit it because I'm going in with very low expectations. It's and the, so good to just, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to say like the largest reason is, and I, I, I don't like calling out necessarily actors or performances or anything like that, but I'm sorry, Gal Gadot can't act. She can't. I mean, I, I thought in Batman v Superman, they gave her like 12 lines or something and I get it. Like she hasn't done much acting. So you're going to kind of uh, minimize her, her weaknesses but I don't think she's gotten better. The first one would annoy me about her, her very, you know, stiff acting was also that she constantly just had the, the purse-lipped model face whenever she was doing anything of just. And I just didn't I, I could not get into it. Sorry if you're just listening to it. But the idea of like that expression she has, it kind of doesn't change and never bought in any emotion. And I'm sorry, but in the two years, two and a half years since that movie came out. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Three and a half years. That was 2017. Almost four. That was like summer 17. Yeah, yeah. it was June 7. OK, so in the three and a half years. She she hasn't gotten any better, in my opinion. That's you know, look, your opinions on stuff like that's completely subjective. I don't think she's gotten any better, so I was prepared to be convinced by her. But had she gotten better, I would have gladly said, you know what? I think she's really improving, and I like what I'm seeing from her. I mean, you would have been willing to accept that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I totally. I, I am. I'm willing to turn around. I'll, look, I don't think you're not like sticking to your guns. Like, no, it can't be good. No, you're no, just... not at all. I mean, like I said, I I didn't like the first Borat movie, but the second one I went in, I said, you know, this looks funnier than the first one ever did. I'm looking forward to it. And I loved it. I was that way with um, the Sherlock Holmes movies too, the Robert Downey Jr. ones. Like I went and saw the first oh, one, thought no it looked one great. Expected those movies to be dope, man. Let's be honest. I, well, no that's one... it. And I went in. I was like. Well, I okay. I did think the first one was going to be fun, and I went and saw it a couple of days after it opened, and I was like, "When did Sherlock Holmes become like um, a master martial artist and Jack Sparrow?" So I wasn't a fan of that movie anyway, in that he's kind of aloof the entire time, but then at the end he sums up everything wow. that happened in the movie. But I thought the Game of Shadows sequel looked even better, and it was worse. <laughs> so I've gone into movies and said like, "I'm ready to be surprised by this," and been disappointed. 
Yeah. And, but in this case, I didn't have many expectations, but I would have been fine to admit, like, I didn't like, I'm not so, I, I don't think I'm so cool and I'm so full of myself that I wouldn't admit if I was wrong. So I was prepared to be surprised by Wonder Woman 84. And it wasn't until we were about to press play that I saw it was two and a half hours that I was immediately just thinking, oh, no, this isn't going to oh, be no. good. <laughs> I thought this movie yeah. does not need to be the same length as The Dark Knight. I guarantee it. Yeah. Or Goodfellas. In all honesty, I was just excited to see a new movie. I was like, I haven't seen a new movie in months since Bill and Ted. I was like, right. I'm just excited to see a new movie. This is going to be weird. It's going to be different because right. it's not in a the theater. And I, I'm always that guy. It's like, I, if I want to see a movie, I want to see it in the theater. Okay? Totally. There's something weird about a, a home experience versus a theatrical experience. Where like after I see it in the theater, then I can go home and take it home and enjoy it or not or never see it again. But for me, it was like, all right, just it's a new movie. Let's just get it's exciting to see something that was like, oh wow, something new, but it quickly just was like, eh, okay. It, like, it didn't take it felt like, oh, I have oh, that, like what I would have been complaining about or not liking over the summer is just delayed six, seven months. So that's <laughs> well, I, like. I w- was grateful that we didn't have to go to a theater to see this movie because I knew I was going to get dragged. Oh, me too. I knew there would have been a group I saw outing essentially for free. Because my wife and I are bar- are using the HBO Max for my uh, my in laws since we gave them another streaming service. So. Oh well, th- yeah, there oh, you go. Yeah. Same, actually. Yeah, I've I've a family member who has an HBO Max account who who not that that's brought us in. But I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to do anything for this. Oh, so. totally. Well, I mean, I, that's the thing. I would have just because I'm curious. And like I said, with the releases, this idea that the 2021 releases are going to go to HBO Max. There are enough of them that I could justify. Even the fifteen dollars a month, aside from the HBO programming that I watch on a weekly basis, anyway, um, yeah. and oh, the catalog, the guy, I'd be like, Tom okay, and Jerry in theaters. What were you not looking forward to seeing Tom and I, Jerry in theaters? Very much not. I looked at that trailer. <laughs> I said, "Wow." You know, I even like the Rocky and Bullwinkle live action animated movie. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I know it's that's not a good what movie. It like, yes, that's exactly that what it looked like. I have I've, a been trying to pin, I've been trying to pinpoint what this movie looks like for a while, and the fact that you just nailed it on the head. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it does <laughs> look like Rocky and Bullwinkle. I haven't seen the trailer for Tom and Jerry, but I remember just seeing Rocky and Bullwinkle. Remember the old theater in Bricktown, Chris, the Circle Five? It's now yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the last movie I saw there. My dad and my sister and I had a day out, and he wanted to see it because he grew up with the cartoons. Like, right. well, it's playing at the, the two dollar theater because it was the, it devolved <laughs> into this, the crap theater at the time that had right. old promotions from the nineties still up. So, and it was the year two thousand. So mm-hmm. anyway, we go. It was so bad. I joke because the, it was so bad. The film snapped in half halfway through. I'm like, well, that's 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 good enough for me. Like, it was that bad. Oh man. Oh, the last man. it's I so feel... funny you bring up that theater the last movie i saw there was either mafia or gone fishing so that would have been like 97 oh my god i, I, I can't believe I... that theater made it another three years because that place was there virtually were still empty Hercules posters up and it was again the year 2000 like that movie came out three years ago said 15 year old me <laughs> where was this theater it, it was, was in... in brick new jersey it's where the ihop is now on the uh what's off of route 70 right where route 70 and route 88 intersect yeah, there they was a theater there. Like, oh, the same yeah. There were there were there were two theaters in Brick, two small ones, and the other one was over two near five screens. Yeah, yeah, two five screen theaters, and then the ten screen theater opened up uh, right before episode. I think ninety nine, right around episode one. That maybe they're they're opening weekend. No, that, that was uh, that was like ninety eight, ninety seven. Was then, it? Like those okay. theaters were just like. Pfft. 
is this crap theater? Well, now, that's the funny so. thing. There were three theaters in one town for a while. So there were 20 screens in the town of Brick yeah. for a little while. There's a little window. And my friend worked at the other five screen theater that was over by where I think it's Outback is. I don't know what that building is now. That was right from where karate school was when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. So. And that, that was, I remember that theater very well. Oh, I'm sorry. That's... Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the, the, that theater. I think the last movie I saw there was Miss Congeniality when I fully gave my heart to Sandra Bullock on that day in 2000. But um, <laughs> anyway. Getting back to Wonder Woman, because we're, as usual, we're all over the road, folks. Uh, So now after this, this mall fight with, you know, these completely disposable uh, villains who we don't know what they were up to, who they were working for, why they were getting the wish rock. I mean, we don't know anything really about it. So Diana's back at her home and they're doing a quick recap of the last movie and showing pictures of different things as they go by, like old ass at a candy and, you know, stuff like that as they're going through, you know, everything that's in her apartment and she's literally laying in bed pining for steve trevor and this sets up why wonder woman is a terrible character in these movies because she's it's been 70 years and that she's pining with this movie for steve trevor you spent a week with this years. fucking guy 70 years ago 70 and you're still like you're still falling asleep at night thinking about how much you miss him like get over it this is the it's, opposite it's not even like a, she's not like, a strong character like the idea you're pining for this guy yeah is it's ridiculous like the idea that she could she could hold a place in her heart for steve trevor but have moved on would have been great but the idea she's stuck on this guy reality tell like most realities are yes yeah i mean just i mean and don't use the comic book movie excuse it's like no it doesn't make sense 70 years later she's acting like it was within the first i've I've dealt with i've had family members or families and friends who have lost Mm -hmm. someone they love and it's not that they got over them. They just, like you said, put them in their heart and that's it. And you move on, but you move your life forward. Exactly. And uh, it's realistic. 70, uh, you know, maybe seven years it takes to get over. We're not <laughs> fucking te- seven times 10. It's so stupid. It is. It's really, really stupid. I, I just couldn't like, believe she's that. Going, she's a beautiful woman. She's going to dinner by herself. Oh, I'm so sad. I have no steam. And, she, and completely, time. completely brushes off any any attention any guys give her like they make a point of letting you know she's, you know, she's not hearing it from any guy ugly people damn it <laughs> <laughs> like that is not cool so this yeah. movie is not ugly people friendly fuck this movie i'm out yeah. <laughs> and it's like and it's not like oh she's afraid of her powers maybe she's like mm-hmm. a scenario where she's like oh i'm wonder woman and i can't hurt anyone because right. of this like you know you'll break his dick off when you're having sex with him or something like ridiculous <laughs> yeah, she's not she's not she hulk she even wonder woman for these 70 years like is she just hanging out being oh steve i'm so sad i miss you i the mean based fucking... on because <laughs> there's clearly 70 years of there was another world war there was another war after that in korea there was a vietnam war there was a couple horrible things in the 70s was yeah. Wonder Woman doing any of that? Or was it just like, oh, Steve, I'm so sad. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, I, I thought like, oh, this is this is how we're going to do it. This is why it's so important for her to get Steve back. Ugh, ridiculous. Well, apparently she went through some shit, according to Zack Snyder, because he just posted some fucking weird ass photo of her holding three heads. Like, I mean, whatever. In, I don't know, man. Z- uh, Zack, Zack Snyder exists in his own world material, so. and he's surrounded I, by I sycophant fanboys who just yeah. are, are up for anything he does. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. His, his, My Batman uh, would have been raped in prison. What? Exactly. What, what the fuck? Uh, he said that. My Batman would have been raped in prison. Yeah. But and this and in the Snyder cuts like he Batman. Said that? Yeah, yeah. Years he ago. He did. This is right around the time of Batman v Superman, right? Batman v Superman. He's like, if if it was my way, I'd have Batman. Five years ago. That's how he's vengeful. No. (laughs) 
And the dude bros are face. like, yeah, Batman, killing rapists. Like, no, that's not what he... Well, even the idea, he's emphasized that in his new... This new Justice League movie, let's face it, it's not a re- the remake. It's, it's a the remake. Justice remake. Yeah, yeah, Justice League 2.0 is that he he says, like, and Batman drops an F-bomb. Like, oh, big deal. <gasps> oh, Gee, no. that's what we've all been waiting for after 80 years of Batman. Or, like, Batman needs to and say, And it was really fuck. hard to convince Ben Affleck to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When Ben Affleck's like, you drag me back into this fuck. <laughs> that better be the line. <laughs> that Ben Affleck photo of him smoking just in the outside. Just that. Yeah, like, sad Ben. Oh yeah. man, are you looking that quote up, Christian? He can't believe it. He's aghast I, at just like I, I, I had to. I'm just like you're very intently <laughs> staring at you. I can see the screen reflected in your in your glasses. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying to and find the disappointment. Oh boy's digging for this. He's like, I, I need, I need to make sure this is real. Not that I don't trust you, Jack, but I need to know that this is what yeah. happened. All right. So anyway, so now we're gonna get introduced to Barbara or. Michelle Pfeiffer's Selena Kyle, Selena Kyle or, or Edward Jim no, Carrey's Ed, Edward Nigma villain comes yeah. into play. It's the same. It's it, it's such a tired trope, and I can't believe oh, that they're willing Lord. to resort to this because yeah, it's like Jim Carrey is the real. <laughs> I guess. He <laughs> Wait, found what's? It. Hang on, he found it. <laughs> Christian found it. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I just I read it and I was just like, oh no, this is the man that helped the Batman movie. Sorry, get that hundred dollars ready for that tier. My yeah. <laughs> Everybody, get oh. your money ready. This could be it. Oh this could we could be burying Jack the day this goes on. <laughs> I didn't mean if we to play our cards right, kill you. dude. That was fantastic. To... That's what well, I play on Zack Snyder. Well, this clip goes on YouTube. Oh my um, god, that was man. hilarious. Uh, so anyway, we're we're introduced to to Barbara, who's you know the the trope of uh, the nerdy oh, person. Oh, no, I can't hold my papers. Yeah, who who, <laughs> who can't walk, who can't hold anything, who wears glasses, which another one is one of those ridiculously offensive things that were we laughing about that trope and she's all that 22 years ago like this girl wears glasses. Oh my god, she took her hair out of a ponytail and took her glasses off. She's hot now. Are you kidding? Like Kristen Wiig is gorgeous and yeah. you know and set aside the fact and only because it's it's something that's been brought up in reviews it's not something I looked up it's just a point of being talked about I guess to in a positive way to kind of celebrate her but she's 47 never would have guessed she looks what? amazing Whoa. she looks amazing yeah and no, she's not uh, look it up let's see your face when you find no, it like, oh. <laughs> no I believe google you. me it's this like... Christian um, Shut up. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> so, Damn, good for her. Anyway, she, right? Yeah. I guess she's one of the few exceptions to white don't crack. So I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Ryan Taggart, the aforementioned Ryan Taggart. I have had a lot of discussions about black don't crack. He was going nuts over uh, seeing En Vogue on uh, New Year's Eve on TV. He was like, oh, man. Right. Uh, uh, oh, you did too, Jack. I bet. Yeah. Jack's like, ah, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> he runs off. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I said. I was like, they look amazing, and they do, but, but unfortunately, I, they told us twenty years ago, "My love, and you're never gonna get it, and we won't." So I heard that Kristen was very underused in this movie. That's one of the like the common she's things not, that I hear. She's not given anything to do. Yeah. She's literally just nerdy. I mean, look, you've seen if you've seen she Batman Forever. Just- if you've seen Batman Forever, you've seen Batman Returns. If you saw Jamie Foxx and Electro and Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's like she's the bumbling person who's unappreciated, who all of a sudden gets powers and so is hot. attractive and, yeah, yeah. powerful. Like and Poison now Ivy is a villain. Batman, yeah. Batman and Robin. And he's the idea, that. uh, yeah, that's true. Poison Ivy. I've, I forgot about that. That's a perfectly good um, character that falls into this category. But 
Yeah, she's God just damn for, it, DC. for somebody who it, it, it's a DC thing. I don't get it. Every time I looked at my wife, it's, a, it's mm. another fucking you get powers, you get hot. Yeah, exactly. It's another DC trope of like, oh, I just don't know how to wear glasses and put heels on and and be a lady. And all of a sudden you have, you know, <laughs> yeah. she's smoking hot. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how old she's supposed to be in this movie, but I'm thinking like, let's just say, I mean, Kristen, we could pass for 30. If we're being honest. Uh, in the movie and everything we've seen for the movie. Let's say she's 30. She hasn't figured out how to walk in heels and that maybe walking heels aren't her thing at that age. I Give mean, I find yeah. it. Yeah. Like, come on. Don't I, just, I, I don't understand. But she's she's just underutilized. I think she's good as much as she kind of plays the Kristen Wiig, you know, in, in Ghostbusters or Bridesmaids or whatever, for, you know, until she, you know, makes the wish on the wish rock and wishes to be more like Diana. Uh, which is another thing that just made me laugh. I know it's a little nitpicky, but when she meets Diana and Diana helps her pick up the papers that the men didn't help her pick up when she dropped them. And uh, she was like, hey, do you want to get together, have lunch, something like that? And Diana says she's really busy. But all like 11 minutes later, she's back at in Barbara's place talking about some other artifacts at the at the Smithsonian. Yeah. So whatever. It was just kind of silly. It's like, no, I have a lot of work to do today. But then she shows up like later that day. So yeah. I guess I guess not. Um, but the idea that, frankly, that Barbara and the four minutes of Cheetah that we actually get in a dark CGI fight to mask the bad CGI is <laughs> it's weird. Cheetah is one from what I understand. And my girlfriend's a huge Wonder Woman fan, like comics fan and everything. And that's one of the reasons she, she loves she, Wonder Woman. And she, that's a, one of the reasons she doesn't like Wonder Woman in these movies in the what's now. This is the fourth movie where we've seen Wonder Woman. Um, I mean, granted, she will say Wonder Woman was badass and Batman be Superman as much as she wasn't crazy about the movie. But, uh, you know, still being hung up on Steve Trevor and everything in Justice League, which is, again, I'm she funnier. Wasn't a fan. No, she was not a fan. She actually she wanted to shut it off. I wanted to finish it. Now, again, it was her on. Be wow. like, Yo, let us know she, your thoughts. She, you know what? She she was gonna. And she's like, what am I going to be on oh, a fun show? <laughs> that's shocking to me because I thought at least you'd be like, let's just. Finish no, this put this away. No, talk she, about it again. she was she was tired of it. And look again, we started oh at two thirty in the morning, so we knew we'd be up till five a.m. watching this movie, which was fine because I just wanted to end the day on a on a laugh. I said this movie's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Let's watch it. Yeah. Um, and like, it, look, it's sister infomercials. We got like, what do you want to yeah, do? Well, that, exactly. Like, what are we going to wind down to? Like, I guess we could finish the the three or four uh, Simpsons Christmas episodes we haven't watched yet. But otherwise, mm-hmm. like, let's. Let's have a distraction. Like, here's something new. Here's something we would have been seeing anyway. I mean, in theory, may have seen two months ago in October because it was supposed to open in October. But anyway, no, she she doesn't like the fact that this Diana is hung up on Steve. And she really, really didn't like the fact that Cheetah is one of the big. It's it's like the it's like Wonder Woman's Joker. Yeah. (laughs) And she's the a secondary villain in this movie. And to be honest, she's frankly the, the the fourth most important character because this is very much Maxwell Lord's movie. Diana and Steve and Barbara are come after him. He, I don't know. There's too many elements. The more we talk about it, it just feels like there's, there's too many things. There are three and stories. That's been a DC trope. Like I said back in the day that, and I still will stand by. I enjoy parts of Batman v Superman. But narratively, it's not a good film because it's so many things. And this feels like the more we talk about Steve Trevor's return and Cheetah and this, it feels like more of the same, like DC takes his movie and so we got to stuff as much shit in it as we possibly can, mm-hmm. make it two and a half hours long and there we go. We well, that's it. Movie. There's there's three stories going on simultaneously. Yeah. And they intersect at the very end of the movie. <laughs> that's the more, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah. that's how it ends up being a bloated two and a half hour movie, to be honest. Um, so anyway. That, it could have had, at least in that first hour alone, a 20 to 30 minutes cut out. 
Yeah, it there's there's a lot of stuff. Like two hour, two hour and ten minute movie at the most. There's so much in there that's just it's just not it's not it's just not interesting. Like it just doesn't move anything along. And they get like you said, they get the wish rock, and they're all like, "Oh, I'm sad. I want this," or "Oh, I like this." And then mm. all of a sudden, it's like, "What's happening to me?" Well, that's it. Well, Maxwell Lord <laughs> tries to seduce Barbara to get the wish rock, and he does. Yeah, and then he wishes to become the wish rock. So now, See, out of nowhere, too, by the way, which is stupid. Yeah. All right. Here's a question for you guys. Then. Sure. Do you guys think that with another pass or two on the edit, do you think that maybe this film could have been saved? It, or do you think a lot of it is a story issues coupled with too long of a runtime? Because too long of a runtime can easily be chopped down. But when you're cutting out moments that unfortunately need to be there, even in a garbage script it's not good so like you like how you're talking script. how you like i know there's a bad script but sometimes yeah. you can still save you can save it in the edit because that's arguably, it the, i mean the biggest arguably the biggest time that ever happened was with, with, with star wars mm. like star wars really got saved in the edit by a lot yeah. of people so totally. i i mean is it po- it's possible it could have it could have moved along a lot faster because the first i mean again after you see the the mall fight you know, with uh, Wonder Woman, Spider Man just flying around and flinging motherfuckers everywhere, um, which is awfully jaunty for something that's like a robbery where a girl almost dies. <laughs> it's literally almost thrown to her death. It's yeah, only lighthearted. Like you're caught. Like <laughs> it was kind of weird. I hate that part of movies where anything's happened to kids and stuff like that. So I was very like, that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Like yeah. that wasn't even like a, a superhero. Like that's yeah. terrifying. It was. It was me. weird. And it played for laughs. Very upbeat. Yeah. Like there's the moment where it's like oh, he's holding the girl over the ledge, but then Diana's going to swing in or whip her lasso or whatever the hell she did to save the girl. Anyway, it's it, it between that scene. It's a whole hour before you even see her in the Wonder Woman costume again. Really? So that yeah, yeah. because what happens is she ends up i don't even remember how it happened <laughs> but she ends up uh, you know because she wants steve trevor to be back and you know all this other stuff so and this is one of the big points of contention in the movie and that's why by the way to answer your question christian this is basically it, it's a it's a bad script because the idea that this this wish rock and how it resolves itself at the end which we'll get to is just a catch-all for this is how everything happens and this is how everything gets fixed coupled with the fact that the bad guys aren't really bad they're not bad mm. guys <laughs> they're just, yeah. you know, they're villains for a little while. Um, I'm not bad, and that's good. All right, Rick, they get Ralph, lost in their own hype. Well, they and and that was the... that was also my problem with with Deadpool too. That was one of the reasons I didn't like that. It's like, all right, we're gonna we got Cable. He's a big badass, and that was in all the trailers, and he turns out to not be so bad. It's like I'm here to save the future. Okay, cool. Well, now we got to go find the obese kid who's who's punching fire. So then they go and find him, and then it's like, oh, he's not so bad. He's just mad at the orphanage where he grew up, and then you know they all walk off into the sunset together the end of the movie and i just thought yeah, there was no joke, bad guy in this movie the end yeah, yeah exactly yeah dick joke dick joke i love the first deadpool i hate the second one i i do too i thought that the the second deadpool fulfilled my fear of the first one which was that the advertising was going to be better than the than the movie itself and yeah. the trailers for deadpool <laughs> 2 were awesome and the movie i just i hate it. i even went and saw it a second time forgettable because was i was so i was jet lagged the first time i saw it literally sherry picked me up from the airport and we went that night to see Deadpool 2, and I said, maybe I just wasn't in the mood, maybe I was tired, so I went and saw it again with somebody else uh, within that first week, and I said, nope, I was right, this movie sucks. But yeah. See, I think, I actually enjoyed Deadpool 2, but I will admit that I, like, when I watched that movie, it is, it's the most baffling thing to me, and again, budget, $150 million movie versus the $50 million first Deadpool, mm. how does... 
the first Deadpool with less money look way better. Like the second one, it's it's mm. there are moments where I'm like, yeah, big CGI fight. It's funny you call it out, but that big CGI fight looks like garbage. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's cool still, but like in the first one, there are moments that are full CGI that I would have never thought were that totally CGI. that looked practical. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like, it, it when looked you great when you have a success, though, that's that's part of it is that now you're living in a world of yes. And since Ryan Reynolds really shepherded that project, I feel like for the second movie, they were like, just do your thing, do what you do. Like and it just over two. Yeah, it's like, there's oh, another yeah, one. We got, you know. Oh, that was so successful. Well, what we could do? Well, we could put it in another location. Yeah. But I feel like Deadpool 2 is so like, it's a Terminator 2 ripoff slash, like you, you said with Cable, it's like, he's not really a villain. So you like him in the end. But, you know, who cares? It's just about the comedy. Right. Then the fat New Zealand kid isn't really bad either. And then it's all these superheroes we showed you in the trailer get killed off after two minutes. Okay, I I don't know. I just didn't I didn't like. But the the point is, there wasn't actually a bad guy. And that was my problem with this movie. But we'll we'll get to that kind of when we talk about close to the end. So the whole Steve Trevor coming back to life thing. Okay, so the premise that. The Wish Rock can do whatever it wants. We we see a wall spring up out of nowhere. We see, you know, nukes, <laughs> you know, appear and disappear and all this other stuff. The idea that the ghost of Steve Trevor possesses a random guy and that guy still looks like random guy to Diana and to the rest of the world, but is seen for the audience's benefit as Chris Pine, as a Steve Trevor we know from the first movie is ridiculous. Even more ridiculous that basically... I think that's why I said before, it's the stupidest part of the whole movie. I was watching that, like, is he transforming into Chris Pine? Well, the, is he... In, in, a, in a movie where stuff just materializes magically, why couldn't he just materialize? Yeah. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of light you see from the background, and then all of a sudden he walks up, instead of a random guy walking up, and Diana's like, I don't know, you fuck off. And then, walking away, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, Diana, and she can see... I realize she's a goddess and everything, but, like, she can see that it's Steve Trevor's spirit inside this guy. And then... She takes home this random guy who's possessed by the ghost of Steve Trevor and fucks him that night. Yeah. <laughs> fucking some rando who I believe is Steve Trevor because I can see Steve Trevor's soul. It's so stupid. And it raises a bunch of questions. Many people brought up like, who was this guy? Was anybody looking for him? Did he have a job? He didn't show what, up yeah, for was, a week. Where was his soul? Like, <laughs> his is yeah, what, along for the ride? Did he yeah. spend the week in purgatory? Did he go to hell and then came back? Yeah. See, Did he have no memory? Fine. Was he See, traded for another wish, and then that <laughs> traded for another wish, and then that was the other wish, and he ended up being the nukes? Well, like, that's it. it. I, funnily enough, without getting into spoilers, like I feel like Soul pulled off that idea in a very effective way. I don't want to get into that, and I don't know if you guys yeah, have I seen, that, seen but, that yet. So. Okay, no, but as the idea the idea of Souls, I feel like that whole concept is handled well, where in this movie just made no sense. And the idea See, that if... I'll get, sorry, Christian, I'll get to you in two seconds. But No, it's th- all good. I just This is hilarious. This is one <laughs> of those points... Where I feel like it would be a bigger issue if the genders were reversed. If it was a man who fucked a woman who was possessed by another woman without her consent, without the consent of the random woman who's now possessed by the ghost of this person, I feel like that would be a bigger deal. But because it's a Wonder Woman movie and we need to be, you know, pro girl power and, you know, it's Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins and women are the only ones who could tell the story, even though Wonder Woman was created by a man. Everybody forgets that, but. (laughs) <laughs> the idea that that was just kind of, you know, brushed aside and that a bigger deal is being made out of it's and I don't want to play the what if game. What if it was this? What if it was the other way around? But to be honest, if it was the other way around, it would be looked at as phenomenally fucked up, like landmark, like that yes. would torpedo the movie in itself. It's like this I was like, let's, let's say it's the other way. It's like 
A guy. Let's just look at characters named Steve and Diana. Oh, okay. Steve lost Diana, Diana, seventy years ago. <laughs> However many years ago, but now she, she, he sees Diana in this other random person, takes her home and fucks her. <laughs> and this person yeah. never gave consent for their body to be, you know, in, in in a sexual relationship with somebody. That's really fucked up. Yeah, I know people don't want uh, people are ignoring that in this movie, but it is. It's fucked up. And if we're gonna look at things yeah. as from um I mean, through the lens the of equality, then it was starting to become prevalent. Nobody knew what it was either. I mean, jokes aside, it's like. You know, it's it's a thing. Right. <laughs> but meanwhile, while all this is happening and the next day they wake up and we go through a fun walking Steve Trevor through the 80s and he just kind of accepts like, I'm here. It's 1984. OK. Yeah, incredibly well for a guy who's been dead 70 years. Doesn't know why he came back to life. <laughs> doesn't know why he's possessed a random yeah. person. He's just in the corner like, where the fuck am I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why isn't he sweating and crying in the corner like any other person who was, you know, but catapulted you know, 70 years in the future? Her, and then he just, yeah. Yeah, it's great. They fuck and uh, but Maxwell good. Lord's off that. trying to destroy the world to get more power, and they still have time for him to t- for Diana to take him through a trip through modern times. Yeah, it's see, I'm I work because I love horror. I love horror. So my first thought of when I heard this all go down because I've read this theory too. Mm-hmm. In the in my head, that dude that Trevor possessed is in a get out situation. <laughs> And and here's my theory. That movie is set in 84, right? Right. So what if the guy that possessed, that Trevor possessed, is actually the old man and the father Grows of up the to be the father of the and, girl and get And get out. And he wanted to experiment with it because he was like, oh, I could do this with people. <laughs> oh, That's hysterical. Yes. Uh, but and, see, then you the, were, the, and then you were joking, but you pointed it out is that Kevin Smith actually called out some similar shit about Superman Returns because, spoiler alert, we find out at the end of Superman Returns is that he has a kid with Lois. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin Smith points out in one of his Q&As that Lois... When she finds that out, she'd be like, when the fuck did you rape me, Superman? Yeah. yeah. And, and and I was just like, oh, my God, you're right. That's a glaring she, hole in that movie. Because he erased her memory. <laughs> Yo, that's so fucked. It oh, is. Oh, ew. Yeah. Right? Ew. Now, see, it's dawned on Jack, and he realizes, wow, that really was a bad, that was a bad move. So I, I get the problem. Like, yeah. I don't think this like, is he like cool. goes and fucks her and then turns the world around. Just like, it happens, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the I'm world's spinning the other way now, I guess. Uh, that's <laughs> oh that's what we got. So I, I know it's not funny, but damn. No, that totally makes sense. In no, this it, context, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> so <Ew>. Maxwell Lord <laughs> goes. <laughs> I broke that, Jack. She probably would have been like. The second she got pregnant, like the thing probably would have grown and she just would have been like, I'm in, you know, in labor pains like times a thousand because of, you know, Superman's kid. Yeah, why wouldn't this thing just punch his way out of her stomach? Yeah, like, wow, this Superman movie took a took a brave turn. Oh, my God. I'd rather see a Superman movie where it's like Maury Povich. Superman, you are the father. No, he flies away. Kal-El, you are the father. No. <laughs> and Lex Luthor's in the back laughing, rubbing his hands together. Like, ah, ah, ah. anyway, yeah, not Kevin. Sp- Speaking of creepy, Kevin Spacey, Lex Luthor is probably like, yeah, yeah, we're, you know. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. what you said. So, Ew. so Max yeah. Lord is, is trying to leverage his resources. Now he goes to the Middle East to speak to this uh, oil baron or, you know, whatever he is. Um, and a whole thing happens over there. So they need to get to the Middle East. Now, the ex- <laughs> the rationale is. 
oh, I don't know why they didn't look for to see if if random guy who literally is credited, I think, is handsome man. I think he, his character doesn't even have a name. The guy who's possessed by the ghost of Steve Trevor. They don't even give him a name, this guy. Mm. This poor schmo who's literally, his body is taken over by someone else and he gets in fights and all sorts could of shit. Could have been He's... another guy named Steve Trevor and he could have taken his identity <laughs> yeah, and then that would have made even more sense. But nope, handsome man. But they don't bother to see if this guy has a passport. Instead, it's like, we got to follow Max Lord. He's headed to the Middle East. Uh, well, you can't get on an international flight. That's what Diana says to him. You don't have a passport. Okay, let's go steal a jet. And they go and steal a fucking jet. <laughs> There's a jet that's fueled up that even though Steve's been dead 70 years somehow, hey, flying's flying, whatever. Yeah. And he could pilot this <laughs> jet. <laughs> In the 1910s. It's the same and concept. The idea that they steal. They steal yeah. this jet. But wait, it gets even better. So obviously, because they're stealing a jet, the military is like, what the fuck? So they're getting all, you know, they're getting set up to like, we need to stop these people. We need to stop them from taking off. Now. And now, Christian, I hope this hasn't been spoiled for you because we're about to in a big way. Okay. Now, says since they they are being blocked and like the the military and everybody set set up to stop them from taking off, you know, in the direction the plane's coming up the runway or whatever it is, wherever they're taking off from. Mm -hmm. Diana says, "Wait, my father was able to make things disappear once. He only did it with a coffee cup. But let me see what I can do." She literally puts her hand on the oh, dashboard, yeah. closes her eyes, and the fucking jet turns invisible. On the first try, she's able to and make a jet invisible. Nerds were like, "Yay!" Yeah, exactly. Yes, a whole lot of no. nerd gasms all friends. over. No. Oh, it's so bad. Again, honestly, I wish this movie came out in theaters so I could have heard everyone laugh. No, I would have laughed. Dude, people, but that's <laughs> I the don't thing. Know if people, would, I, it depends on the audience. I think people have been like, "Woo!" Oh, I, I have no doubt people were cheering. Oh, because the, the people who love this movie just completely are ignoring all the all the ridiculousness of it, which again is one of those movies where. When you look at it between the wish rock just making shit happen and then her being able to touch a jet and close her eyes and make it invisible, it's just so there are no stakes in this movie. Just anything can happen. That's Wonder the, that's Woman. the world we're living in. Possible. That's the title. Should be. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things I kind of want to bring up, because one of the things while I didn't while I wasn't a fan of the first movie, it was grounded in reality in as much as it was taking place during World War One. It was grounded in this this conflict and it very much took place in the real world this movie completely sheds all that it doesn't it, there's no grounding in reality at all and there's no reason for it to take place in 1984 like i said and i just don't understand why it's so far removed from like any of the grounding that was in the first one there's none of that in this movie yeah. everything it's complete fantasy and not that there's anything wrong with that but when you set up a movie that has a basis in you know there's that um was it the no man's land like that big walk she does where she's able to you know knock bullets away with her her wrist cuffs yeah. and you know stuff yeah. like that or even when they're you know she's she's running with the shield protecting her while she's you know ducking machine gun fire and stuff there aren't any scenes like that in this movie where anyone's in actual danger because shit can just be okay <laughs> it's yeah. crazy it's really ridiculous so anyway they get to the middle east and that's when when Maxwell Lord's getting away after taking this oil baron's power, then she turns into Wonder Woman again because now it's like, oh, we got to run him off the road or some shit. And that's when you see that battle that's kind of in the trailer with the cars flipping and shit like that. So you see mm. Wonder Woman again for a couple of seconds and you're supposed to feel for her because since she, if you wish on something or wish for something rather, it takes something away from you. So Diana starts losing her power. Big whoop. I don't feel bad for it i just like, none of the emotional beats yeah like she oh, no, they're not gonna play this card again she, she gets shot like she's a bullet like, grazed her shoulder her powers and yeah it's such a sequel trope 
It's it like is. a sequel to like Spider-Man 2. I don't want to have my powers anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I am so like Superman 2, what I discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. I, Iron, Iron Man 2. I don't know if I want to be yeah. Iron Man. I don't want to. I, I don't want to be this. And then they give up their powers. Mm-hmm. And I understand that like, maybe it was a little different, but like I, it came out of nowhere. It's like, because it wasn't explained at all of like, oh, you get something, right? You t- something takes it away. You just, it just kind of happens. And it's like, oh shit, she took a bullet. Oh, does that mean she's because that was my reaction? She's going to lose her powers, isn't she? Because mm. they're going it, to, it's just, but not really, Jack. There, so there, there are no stakes. You already knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weak. And and here's the funny thing. So now there's that scene in the trailer where they're flying through these fireworks. Now it's the Fourth of July for whatever reason, and. As they're flying away, well, randomly, this, this... Fourth of July throughout this whole thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody's like this newly invisible nobody, jet. There's no picnic the day of when she's taking Steve Trevor around the city and looking mm-hmm. around. But oh, it's the Fourth of July tonight, right? Which is you know the Macy's fireworks show is going off <laughs> as they're magically flying. That would have been something in IMAX. You just imagine like I paid eighteen fifty for this shit. Like really? Well, that's kind of the the idea behind it. As I'm watching it, and you're just seeing these fireworks. That shot that's in the trailer. I was just saying this is just a trailer shot. That's the only reason it's Fourth of July. It's the only reason there are fireworks. It's to make the movie look colorful and to have the two of them look around like wow like they've never seen fireworks like they were at war do you think they're that mystified by fireworks but anyway and then steve trevor has to explain like how easy it is to fly and all you got to do is is catch the breeze or whatever whatever bullshit he says and anyway so at this middle east fight literally the next scene they're back in dc (laughs) no explanation how they got there yeah nothing about the invisible jet and I'm not saying we needed to know, but literally the next scene they go from like, you know, Diana's losing her powers and they just escaped with their lives from this this uneventful CG vehicle fight. And then they're just back in the States and they're going to see the shaman who knows something about the wish rock and they're meeting Barbara there. So they go in who lives randomly in town. Yeah. Like an abandoned warehouse. And they walk in and he literally is just with no prompting is giving them the history of the wish rock. And. Again, just very convenient at the point when Steve says, oh, it's like the monkey's paw when you wish for something and you get it. Well, all you need to do to take the power away from the monkey's paw is to renounce your wish and give it back, which is one of the which was another sign like, okay, this movie, anything Diana does hinges on Steve. She figures nothing out for herself. He tells her how to fly, which obviously we know she does by the end of the movie. It's in the trailers. He tells her how the wish rock works by comparing it to the monkey's paw. And then fast forward to the end, because you know it's coming. He's the one who says, like, no, Diana, I need to go. You need to wish me away. He's the one who decides the sacrifice needs to be made, not her. She's completely dependent on Steve, which is another reason my girlfriend hated this Wonder Woman. Because she's nothing without Steve. She can't do anything on her own. Everything is based around Steve Trevor. And it's really, really weak. It is. It is. It's super weak. And... I'm I'm kind of surprised there isn't the the you know it's almost the opposite message feminist of outrage. Woman. Yeah, exactly. Why isn't there a little more outrage about like why can't she be strong on her own aside yeah. from just flying around whipping a golden lasso? And that's what she does anyway. Barbara says like, no, you can't do this. I have no part of this, and then she just disappears. And, do you know um, how much cooler conflict there could have been if it was like, oh, Diana had moved on with her life. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's it's typical to go there, but like having some sort of cool love triangle thing between. Diana and new guy, well, new Steve or whatever. Right. But like, it's yeah. uh, that would have been the Steve Trevor thing out of it completely. Because honestly, the only thing, like Chris said, it's there to just serve is to feed Diana information and kind of be that supporting character. Exactly. But like, she doesn't really need him. He's. It's kind of a weird. Why would you include him in this movie? Right. I mean, she's just she's taking him around for that hour when she's not Wonder Woman. Excuse me. She's just taking him around. 
And they're like investigating together. It's like a really slow detective show with them trying to find where Maxwell Lord is and where's the wish rock. And wait a minute. Oh, here's the thing. That was the, the base of it. Oh, my gosh. He turned into the wish. Rock. That's the one thing she figures out on her own, I think. Or maybe Barbara did. I don't remember. But no, she did because like, this she? is from the gods of the past. And yeah, exactly. Like which is something they didn't even touch on. The idea that the gods were somehow involved in this. And that was a big part of the first movie. I thought you didn't even touch on any of that in this movie. You didn't even get yeah. into any mythology of it or anything, you know, as far as the Amazonian heritage or Themyscira or anything like that. They touched on none of it. It was just, you know, the, the Diana and Steve adventure, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then Cheetah shows up later. So anyway, <laughs> Maxwell Lord wishes for more and more power, wishes to get a meeting with the president. There's a President Reagan type who is never identified as President Reagan. He gets a meeting with the president. The president wishes for more nukes because that's exactly the way we want things to go. <laughs> the idea is like, I wish I had more nukes instead of I wish there were peace or I wish, you know, uh, Gorbachev would explode or, or, or shit himself to death. You know, like it could have been it could have been that. That would have been funny. I wish that stain on his head takes over his body, you know, whatever it is. And um, that doesn't happen. He wishes for more nukes. So we got to ratchet up the stakes. Uh, nuclear weapons, by the way, not nuclear for idiots like Andrew out there who keep saying nuclear, it's nuclear. Read. Anyway, so do your research. I'll be like, oh, dickheads hey. on Twitter. Do your research. It's nuclear. Um, <laughs> so because he happens to be in the Oval Office during all of this, there suddenly is a point when he sees like, hey, what's this new technology? Oh, it's called satellites where you can reach anywhere around the world. But, but, wait a minute. Wait, you can reach there that where he's like starting to feel sick and stuff now because what's affecting him is, is like the whole. He's losing himself, I guess, or he's becoming his, his health is deteriorating. Yeah, because he's the wish yeah. rock, because for whatever reason, he, his health is deteriorating. Oh, by yeah. the way, he has a son who means nothing at this point in the movie. His son is introducing. Uh, he's very neglectful yeah. of his son for the entire time. And I thought that was a, po- a completely pointless trope. But... It's just a representation of his whatever conscience he has. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's also just to show how power hungry he is that he's blowing off his son to go seek more power and acquire more power. Yeah. But anyway, so they're in the White House and. He sees this technology. It's like, wait, you're saying because you need to actually touch Maxwell Lord to make your wish come true. So he keeps, you know, touching people and saying, like, don't you wish I had a meeting with the president, you know, or something like that. And that's how he's getting wishes granted by basically letting other people use their one wish uh, for whatever reason. It's only one. But there you go. And uh, then he finds out there are these satellites that could beam a signal. So you're touching, even though you're not really, you're touching everybody in the world. So I get everybody to wish for all sorts of things. And won't that be amazing? So then he goes to a remote island somewhere to broadcast to the rest of the world this signal so he can use all their wishes and, you know, all this other horseshit. But Mm -hmm. Diane and Steve are able to get into the White House. And as we learned last week, that's okay because they're white. So they could just wander in and not worry about anything and not get arrested, which, by the way, it's not even Steve. Sorry to get topical. Christian's got his head in his hands. But um, that's a whole other area to, to, to discuss. And we don't want to. But anyway, so. What happens is. They show up and then there's this big fight. Now, again, it's not really Steve Trevor. It looks like this other random guy. So how there weren't wanted posters, how the FBI didn't show up after hey, all this shit went down. It's area. like, hey, there he is. There's handsome guy. Go get him. <laughs> <laughs> it, they should have just made his name Guy Handsome. You know, his first name could have been Guy. Like, why not? <laughs> like, if you're going to be this stupid, be really stupid and own it. Yeah. But anyway, this is a big fight in the White House where all of a sudden, uh, now Barbara shows up. She's not Cheetah. She's wearing a, a, a Cheetah pattern coat, she but then she has a pretty 
benign yeah. fight with Diana because now Diana's losing her powers. Now she, now yeah. Barbara's getting she more powerful. Listen to a lot of social distortion, and she's ready to kick the ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> remember, it's the eighties, kids. Yeah, it's it's nineteen eighty four, right? She she was listening to her Thompson Twins record on the way over, and she's it, yeah. she's spoiling for a fight. So anyway. <laughs> And and then uh, Steve gets in like a shoving match with Maxwell Lord. That's just really yeah. infected. They just kind of push each other for a while. And all this is happening in the White House. And I was like, it's Captain Kirk and the Mandalorian. That's uh, all. I <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, that was the thing. I got like, to find some entertainment. It's it's the Mandalorian and Captain America. Uh, Captain, Captain Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, exactly. Again, uh, Captain America, Steve Trevor, Steve Rogers. They're too Stop naming him Steve something, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, because you guys have been a little more creative. There must have been more Caucasian names for men back yeah. in, you know, the, the 50s or 40s. Um, so anyway, they end up finding out Maxwell Lords at this remote place. Somehow they make it over there. Now, all of a sudden, Barbara is. Che- oh, I'm sorry. On the flight over, because now Maxwell Lord takes Barbara with him. She talks about. He's like, what do you really want for yourself, Barbara? She's like, and, and she said she wants to be like an apex predator now. Again, uh, cheetah, but cheetahs aren't really an apex predator. They're more like a depex predator. I mean, it would have been really funny if she turned into a shark. And she's like, help, I'm on land. Get me to the water. Get me to the water. Like, cheetahs are not, I mean, there are a lot more animals. I don't know a whole lot about uh, the animal kingdom, but I'm pretty sure cheetahs are but not it's random. top it's like, of the list. Because she has cheetah print on her. Yeah, she's a big fan of print. cheetah print because it's 1984. And cheetah prints yeah. everywhere. Oh, I want to be a cheetah. That's like. What? <laughs> exactly. And then she's a cheetah. And just that first shot where they show the terrible CGI cheetah, which is one of the things I, I do not understand. How is it the DC movies have such bad CGI? It always looks I terrible. Know, Warner Brothers is a multi-billion dollar company. Well, and they that's, can afford it. that's what gets me. I'm thinking like the, the Marvel movies, you know, they're CGI, but they look good. Like we said, the first Deadpool look good. I mean... The first, uh, what the was it? Um, d- district are like so unrealistic. It's like it's they're cartoony. Float fighting. Even yeah, when she's just like floating, <laughs> like when you in, in Endgame, when people are when Thanos is beating the shit out of Captain America or Iron Man or any of the, you feel it. You're like, oh man, yeah. they're just taking a pound. They're, they're this is like they're kicking and they're like flying yeah, backwards. They're like falling. They're, on a trampoline. they're falling and they're recoiling like an actual person would. But when Diana's running really fast. It looks yeah, so stupid. Absurd. It like looks like floating on air. It looks yeah, she it looks like she's floating. Her feet aren't even touching the ground. It's like we're going to suspend you from wires and we're going to superimpose you over this yeah. street. Diana, that's the ground. That's the ground. But yeah. And and they must have known it, it looked bad because they basically sto- show her from like the mid drift up for a lot of it. It's just her going Yeah. With the model face oh, again, no. which is the purse what, what lips is it, and everything. Like fucking North by Northwest green screen type shit. No, it it's it's so been, much worse. An improvement. It's so much worse. I'm it's not kidding. Like, I think it's in the trailer. I think it's in the first trailer. She looks like, like she's floating. Running, she's just like yeah. She's not running. It's like it, it's almost as silly as here's Diana and it was it was akin to a, a version that took itself seriously of uh, the running in Kung Fu Hustle. Do you guys ever see that movie? No. Oh my god, oh, my it's amazing. God. You know what I'm talking about? They're running. It's almost like Looney Tunes. <laughs> when oh. Stephen Chow is running away from the angry uh, housewife, and they're literally like pew, like their their legs look like the Roadrunner, just a circle that keeps moving really, really fast. Yeah. It would have been better as that. It would have been better oh as that. God. It looks so terrible. But anyway, Cheetah looks terrible. They have a fight in the dark for like four minutes. Oh, at this point, I'm sorry. As you saw in the trailer, Wonder Woman's Spider Manning on lightning and clouds, and all of a sudden shows up to let go because of Steve's lesson of like you exactly it's just the wind she learns to let go and she's (laughs) the funny thing is she's she's lassoing around and then flying and 
all of a sudden is back at her DC apartment to get the golden action figure uniform that she's going to wear to this island. It's like, where were you going this entire time? This entire yeah. like six minute sequence of her in the clouds and hearing Steve's words back to tell her how to fly. And then she ends up going back to her apartment where this this outfit was just sitting in the corner, by the way, to the point where Steve's like, what's that? <laughs> He's like, yeah, and that's a warrior costume from whatever. Um, from from uh, maximum wear that <laughs> from her maximum extreme challenge on Themyscira, and yeah. <laughs> she slips into that to go to the island to fight Barbara, who she doesn't know is a CGI cheetah, and they have a fight. It's really looks, dark. Uh, that looks it looks awful. stupid. Her for face four minutes looks like. It's yeah. like man, it's like a Thundercats movie reject, and well, it's like no. I was really, I was really excited because they had there. There was a, a teaser poster they had with Kristen Wiig as Cheetah that looked really badass, and that was one of the things that got me excited for the movie. And frankly, that was the most appealing part of it. Was as much as I, I like Pedro Pascal, even though I thought he was going to be a good guy masquerading as a bad guy, because that kind of was his thing for a little while. Whether it was Kingsman or Equalizer Two, he's like, I'm a good guy who really turns out to be a bad guy. <laughs> it was it kind of became a theme, and now I guess he's just going to get cast as a dad between Mandalorian and Wonder Woman eighty four. But here's hoping that that typecasting doesn't stick too long, especially with as good as The Mandalorian is. But hey, maybe that'll be another show. But anyway, uh, she ends up electrocuting Cheetah uh, and that doesn't kill her, apparently, because when you electrocute a cat, it doesn't die. Uh, it just gets tired. Nine lives, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it just lays there like, oh, like it just got his bell rung. Like that's all that's all that happens when you electrocute a cheetah, yeah. apparently. And then uh, she's able to go and kind of like, you know kind of deal with Maxwell Lord, but she can't get past the, the wind tunnel he's standing in, and she ends up lassoing his leg and getting everybody to renounce their wish. Now, here's the funny part. At this point, I knew the movie was fiction. Because <laughs> you're getting everybody in the world to renounce their wish. When we live in a world, we can't get people to wear a mask and stay at home. Uh, or, or even agree on a simple democratic process in the country you're telling me that everybody's going to give up their wish just because they're told to you know there are going to be some selfish motherfuckers who are happy to die knowing that they have 10 million dollars of unearned money in the bank they're totally fine with that so not everybody's going to give up their wish and you know there's there's a funny thing a great video i recommend that the screen rant did where they do this with a lot of movies pitch meeting and one of the jokes was what about someone who wished for terminal cancer to go away? What about somebody who wished they could feed their family? Like small things like that. Like, well, yeah. sorry, you, your cancer's back. <laughs> yeah. It was a really good point. Like the idea that the the wishes everybody has are like selfish. Like I wish I had $10 million. I wish you were dead, you know, and shit like that. Yeah. Like everybody used their wish for evil, but they're somehow able to do a complete 180 and say, no, I renounce my wish and undo the bad things, which is kind of the whole movie. Like the idea, if bad things happen, you can just take them back. Yeah. Okay. And the idea that even they're watching, you know, these, these, the, the military, they're watching these nukes that are being launched all over the place. The nukes are literally disappearing out of the sky. So does everybody just forget that day the world almost ended in 1984? Yeah. Like nobody's mind is wiped, you know, like Superman returns or anything. I guess, you know, the, the, the fat lady who has a heart attack in the UK ends up just waking up like, oh, what happened? Uh, like Guy Handsome did. But, I, that's just kind of how the movie ends. And all of a sudden, Pedro Pascal is like, where's my son? And he runs. Yeah, he's a, he, we don't know how he gets back to D.C., but somehow running through the woods, he's able to come across his son who just wanders off that's screaming right. for yeah. his dad. It, it, it took me out of the moment because there's so much uh, going on. I completely forgot they were on a secret island. Exactly. And, and then all of a sudden he's back at D.C. running around like, son, son. Where's my son? All of a sudden he cares about his. his F, yeah, his son Dan. at the end of the movie. <laughs> and the funny thing is, his story ends with him hugging his son. So you don't know if. 
Maxwell Lord suffered any consequences for trying to end the world. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the FBI and the CIA are like swarms like. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, why, why is nobody looking for this fucking us. guy? He made it all the way back from Mysterious Island to D.C. without any consequence. And you yeah. don't see him arrested. You don't see him taken in. They don't show a mugshot or a police report. No. You know, like a TV report or something somewhere at the end of the movie. It's like Maxwell My Lord was him and his him and his son went and saw Karate Kid that night. And we're like, let's just forget <laughs> this whole thing happened. Yeah, exactly. Buy a milkshake at Baskin Robbins. Again, no no stakes, no consequences. Everything bad that happened, you can just unwish it. And Cheetah's just going to sit there on the rock. Yeah, and Cheetah just watches the sun come up, and that's it. Now, the funny thing is. Like a couple days later, they announced that uh, Wonder Woman 3 is happening because obviously this one was so beloved. But, you know, franchise has to franchise. I get it. But (laughs) Patty Jenkins said that they left Cheetah's story open to bring her back. Okay, Uh, let's take a a beat. And once again, we don't know how old Barbara was in the movie. But at this point, Barbara announced her wish. Is that that I mean, apparently because she looked she looked like Barbara at the end. So I guess the assumption is she did ultimately. But. Patty Jenkins said this there's supposedly the next Wonder Woman movie is going to be a period movie, but the door is open for Barbara to return. Okay, well, it's at this point, it's now been 37 years. Barbara's going to be in a wheelchair or in a hospice or something. Like you're not that you just if that's the case, you just wasted Cheetah. You completely wasted the Cheetah character because she ultimately had a very short fight and she looked terrible doing it. And that's kind of it. So you took the main Wonder Woman villain and you just it was bad enough. You made her second tier character, but you just threw her away in this movie. Yeah. And then there's a super cheesy. And now it's Christmas. Now it's five months later for whatever reason. Now it's Christmas. (laughs) It's a Hallmark. Yeah, there's a Hallmark movie ending that really now, Jack, don't don't you think that felt really tacked on? I don't know if that was part of the original movie, but it felt like really at a place. And then, you know, it's going to be released at Christmas. Let's give them the feels. Well, that's it. It was supposed to come out in Christmas of 2019. So yeah. I guess maybe, but I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. They pushed it to summer of 2020 because of whatever. But Star Wars. Is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, okay. That that makes sense. But still, the, the, the end scenes felt really tacked on. And then all of a sudden, Guy Handsome shows up, who apparently has suffered no consequences for having his body kidnapped for you know a couple yeah. of days. Has no bruises, <laughs> no broken bones. Yeah. Has no hey, whatever. Just sees Diana. Know. He's like, wow, this time of year is really beautiful. I feel like I've been well, in a push flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so my rotator never, cuff has never been the same since Fourth of July, aspirin, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, imagine you have any aspirin? I feel yeah. like I feel terrible. If this guy was walking with a cane, it would have been at least a little like acknowledgement yeah. that some shit happened. I feel like I was on the back of a truck in the middle of the <laughs> desert. <laughs> I feel like I got in a, ru- in, in a truck in a fight on the top of a moving truck. Um, mm. But anyway, just kind of sees Diane. It's like, well, see you around, and then that's kind of it. And then the movie ends, and I'm just thinking, well, that sucked. But no, we're not <laughs> done sucking yet because there's no post credit scene, but a mid credit scene where all of a sudden something is in about Christmas some- Town. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like in Christmas, Christmas Town. Town. <laughs> now uh, something's gonna fall over, and then a, a woman passes by and grabs this falling thing and saves a child's life. And turn around, and it's. Like Again, it, the kid death in this thing is like if it goes through. Yeah, the idea that they, yeah, kids are constantly in peril in this movie. Maxwell Lord's yeah, son is running so around weird. like that kid could be crushed to death, or the other kid would have thrown off a balcony in a mall. It's exactly. Like, you, you're just gonna glance over that. That's horrible. I, got, I, I will say, as far as well, let's finish with the mid credit scene. So yeah, it turns around. Everybody knows at this point it's Linda Carter, and she was the the warrior who won the the golden action figure outfit at the Maximum yeah. Extreme Challenge Which when I Diana was, was a little kid. Aaron. I didn't even. I didn't. Honestly, was kind of a surprise. Because you see her eyes because she's telling the story about the warrior. Mid-movie. Right. And you do. Yeah. I thought, oh, it's Charlie. I thought, oh, it's going to be Charlie's there because it looked from that 
from above the eyes. Like, well, okay. all the smart people on YouTube said, "Oh, you could tell that it was it was Linda Carter by the eyes." I'm like, I wouldn't know what Linda Carter's eyes look like. I haven't like, but watched the Wonder Woman show ever. So well, I, I get. Listen, Jack, if you were smart, you would have known. So you're not uh, as smart as so. YouTubers. Sorry, but yeah. anyway, th- then in but, in a moment, oh, in a moment so on YouTube. <laughs> In a moment which seals up just how how terrible and poorly thought out this movie was, they decided to do a complete fourth wall break. Linda Carter looks at the camera and says, I've been doing this a long time, and then turns and walks uh-huh. away. And we're like, oh, awesome. I would have killed okay. for that. Batman and Robin of Adam West walked by his screen. I did this for a long time. Hey, and you! I'm like, and just ran off. See, you, you assume that DC has the amount of fun built into itself that it would allow an Adam West Batman cameo, cameo. in Justice League. Man. Well, even just a fun way that they do, like with um, like they do with Stanley in the Marvel movies. It's a passing thing, and everybody can acknowledge yeah. it. Like that would be fine. It's, it's the Easter egg. Oh, of with, it's like, I, oh there's our stand moment. But that's but, another oh, thing. It would be wonderful. But I'm not. I'm just saying, current DC, they're not allowed to do that because that's fun. Well, listen, f- fun happy. is fun is their thing. Not dark and gritty. Well, now that's the thing. They they've really turned a corner. Well, they're they're trying to fluff it up pretty well. But... I know they did that with. Uh, they obviously did that with Wonder Woman eighty four by just trying to make it a, a silly uh, a silly romp. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this fictitious nineteen eighty four. Like we're fun now. See, yeah. we can have fun too. Shazam! Yeah, the place has a raccoon that's funny. We can be funny too. Ha 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 ha! Please laugh. <laughs> Want to see the Suicide Squad? It looks it. Uh... Yeah, Suicide Squad is John Cena. Oh God, I've seen. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know I and I even have mixed feelings about that I'm curious because of James I'm Gunn but I just don't entertain know. the thought it's gonna I be on it see Wonder Woman I I'll tell my, I gave up on DC a long time ago I only wanted to see this movie because I enjoyed the first one and for the most part liked it it's like all right the sequel I'm gonna see that but I have given my money to shit like Aquaman I have given my you money did. to shit like Suicide Squad Justice League I'm a fool most people think I'm a you fool. You are. And I try. And I didn't want to see Aquaman for the record. Uh, you did. You were like, I'm not going to no. go see this movie. And then you went and saw it. I was like, Jack, I knew no, it. Jack. I was two to, I was outvoted two to one by my wife and brother-in-law. I'm like, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Now let's see Aquaman. But I really want to see Into the Spider-Verse. Come on, Jack. Can't you play fair? All right, fine. And it can't be that bad. Two and a half hours later. <laughs> I'm out 1850 a piece. Sherry, <laughs> Sherry did watch Waterbro on HBO and she she just said like it it isn't that bad I would take Wonder Woman 84 over the previous three mentioned I would take it over Suicide Squad and the uh, Aquaman Water Bro and Justice League saying much that's how much that's how bad those movies are but this is a terrible film that's what I was wondering like have have your feelings changed now that you've sat with this movie for a while no No, you still say it's better than any of those it did for me in the two and a half hours has got my mind off of that wrestler who passed John Huber who passed away that night Mm, so for two and a half hours it got my mind off of that and it was like well that sucked and then I went back to Twitter and got sad again (laughs) so like you know it it did its job to be like wow this is a bad movie and I'm not and listen I've been as a fan of franchises who get their own vitriol i don't want to be one of those hey, it sucks it sucks you should you shouldn't like it it's like if you like it good i just don't see the good in this i, I agree enjoy what they like because I, i've been through enough criticisms of the movies i love for the past four years and i just say you know what love what you love it's not for me and i could walk away i could walk away from this movie thinking like you know what it was two and a half hours of my life i wanted to watch it it wasn't good it was free to me even if it wasn't free to me, if I had to pay for HBO Max or if in a perfect world, if I, I would have seen this in the theater, probably right. opening weekend or some point in June. With you you would have put your money where your mouth is. 
yeah, you, you would have I invested seeing movies. So it wasn't like this is a waste of time. I was pissed about Aquaman because I didn't want to see it. I wasn't pissed <laughs> about this because I had the intention. And you know what? I'm not going to waste my time. It's like, yeah, I didn't like Wonder Woman 84. You want my honest opinion? Not a good movie. Right. That's all I'll tell you. I'm not going to make it. It's a piece of It should be burned. Same. Society Dude, and same. And people were. Themselves and they don't know what they're doing anymore. And, you know, <laughs> fire people... Kathleen Kennedy. She has nothing to do with it. It's fire anyway. Like, that's the type <laughs> of world we live in. So, um, more power to you if you found something. My wife, honestly, didn't think it was that bad of a movie. She's not a big of a, a critic of films more than just. She's a bigger critic of horror movies. Yeah, definitely. That's her genre. Than with anything else. With Blockbuster, she's like, I liked it or I didn't like it. Here's Mm. why. Um, I don't understand how you don't cry at things like Endgame or Toy Story 4, but that's (laughs) That's a little little weird. Uh, Maybe not. Endgame's, I mean, she's seen the Marvel movies, but they're not her thing. The Goldbergs and Mommy and Beverly Goldberg and her daughter have a moment that it's just waterworks. It's weird. (laughs) Marriage is fun, people. I love my wife to death. Sounds like it. Uh, but no, but like it didn't work two and a half hours. Dude, I'm with you. Story. People said you must have hated this movie because I posted WTF 84 on my social media and um, it got a, a funny response, which is the only reason it's the title of this episode. Just I realize other people made the joke and that's fine, but whatever. It, <laughs> it's not that, it's a podcast episode title. It's not that important. But and as far as a third movie, I'll see a third movie. It, of course you will. You haven't learned your lesson yet, you fuck. What's wrong with you? No, I like I still <laughs> look. As much as Hollywood much as never enjoy, lets me down, I'm there every time there's a big budget as action. As much spectacle. as I didn't enjoy this film, she's not like, as much as you haven't enjoyed you've enjoyed a DC movie in five years. Why? I want to know because I don't like because it's good. still a time that the movies, man. Like, Look, I I'll guess. see a third one. I didn't hate it that much where it's like, yeah, I remember the first one, I saw the second one, didn't like it. I'll see a third one, I'll mm. bite. It's it's not the end of the world to me. It's like, well, and that's the thing. Like people said, you must have hated this movie. I don't. I don't like the movie. I do think it was terrible. I think it's the, yeah. the problems with it are, are glaring. And, and, and I, think, I don't want to hear shit about like because Patty Jenkins did this. It's like, well, she must not be a good director because she made. I hate that fucking mentality. Yeah, it, I'm that's so it. concerned that like because I'm, I'm I'm part of the Star Wars fan community that, that the assholes are going to turn around and see. That's why Rogue Squadron's not going to be good in three years. Like, mm. based on what? Based on the movie had a bad script. It wasn't good. Exactly. Like, I just, I hate this whole division and fandom. Like, this thing sucks. It all must suck. Well, no. I will say that she did, you know, the last movie she wrote was Monster, which was came yeah. out in 2003. So, uh, look, I'm not disparaging her writing, but maybe she just wasn't the best person to write this movie for directing it. Sure. She certainly knows how to well, shoot she action. Had, she wasn't solely writing it, though. She had like Jeff. She uh, had Jeff, Jeff Johns, John. who's who was who worked for DC proper, not just worked in the film division. And isn't it the same writing team as before? No, no. That's probably which is which is probably why they abandoned. Yeah. All the stuff that people liked about the first movie. And they went with like, well, we got to do the golden lasso instead. And we need to do, uh, you know, less fighting and we need to show less Wonder Woman. It's like the fulfillment of that. uh, Getting back to the Kevin Smith story of like, I don't want to see Superman in that suit. (laughs) It's like we don't want to see a whole lot of Wonder Woman in this movie. And there wasn't. She was Wonder Woman three times. And that's it. When she learns to fly, when she fights in the Middle East and in the in the jaunty mall, uh, wish rock finding scene. I think. I think I know where this the came suit. from. Uh, this movie was co-written by a man named David Callahan, and David, our buddy David, wrote Doom, two thousand five. <laughs> Never Horseman, seen it. Horseman, two thousand nine. The first Expendables. God, <laughs> Godzilla, two thousand fourteen. Did a production rewrite on Ant Man, not mm-hmm. credited. Zombieland, right. Double Tap. Oh, that and fucking then, movie. 
Wonder Woman 1984. But how now, did he, how did he get past Doom to write more movies? Now, here's <laughs> what here's, here's where I get very, very concerned because he's also the writer for Mortal Kombat, Shang Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And this oh, one, man. I'm stepping into and, things I love. And, and then this one, I'm scared. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. He's the writer. I still haven't seen the first one. And everybody tells me I need to... Everybody tries to tell me that I need to sit through it, but... What, Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. Yeah, I I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's good, but it's just one of those things like, oh, yeah, I didn't see it because I should have seen it in 2018 instead of fucking Aquaman. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, If I had my way, I would have seen this movie. Well, I think it's still on Netflix. It's actually one of those movies Sherry said. You should watch it because it is a good... People over the holidays you need to see it. It's going to leave Netflix. I'm like, okay, calm down. I'll get to it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll spend $3.99 on Amazon if it's not on Netflix. I'm cool. Okay. Well, I will say, and I, I'm not trying to disparage Patty Jenkins. Again, so she made a bad movie. Big deal. Yeah. There's no huge My favorite director in the world, Steven Spielberg, has made plenty of bad films. Absolutely. Still, still forgive him. Absolutely. So. But, I mean, look, another example people talk about is uh, Akiva Goldsman, because he's done movies that haven't been great. He did, you know, he, he um had a hand in... Uh, well, he's produced a bunch of shit, but like he wrote original Batman films, mm-hmm. right? He did. He's well, in- he, he, he did write. Sorry, I have it up here now. Is that he wrote uh, Batman Forever, but he also and Batman and Robin. Um, He wrote A Time to Kill and The Client. He also wrote, you know, I, Robot, but he wrote that after A Beautiful Mind. And he wrote Cinderella Man, and then he wrote I da Vinci Robot Code. is fantastic. I will die for that movie. That is a great fucking movie. You okay, might, if you say it loud enough. Your own and have your fun. But I... <laughs> <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are rude. Anyway. I watched that on New Year's Eve of 2004. Funnily enough, I actually remember that. A girl I was seeing at the time like yeah. bought it, I it because she thought I wanted to see it. And I'm like, why? I, I didn't I didn't want to see it. Like, you didn't need to go out and spend 20 bucks on it, but okay. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> it's of its time. It's one of those movies you're gonna look back and say, "This was the early 2000s, wasn't it?" Yeah. But a- anyway, nah, look, I just I didn't like Wonder Woman '84. I'm not saying I hate it. I don't hate it. Like I don't have that much passion in me for it that I can hate it because that requires There's as much energy as real world to hate. Then you got to focus your hate on Wonder Woman. Yeah, 84. it's it's a movie that oh, I wasn't yeah, excited yeah, yeah. about. It was it was energy elsewhere. It's like you didn't like a movie, so what? Get on with your life. That could be Wonder Woman, Star Wars. It could be totally. anything. Just get on. All with right, it. it wasn't good. Next. Yeah, that's it. Like, and and the idea I'm of like for more movies on HBO Max. <laughs> I am too. Actually, that's my goal is because I did one of the things I wanted to start ten months ago when the the quarantine started was I wanted to watch The Sopranos for the first time. I didn't get to it. I wanted to by the end of twenty twenty. It didn't happen. But now with the many states of Newark two months away, yes, I am going to watch The Sopranos series between now and when that movie comes to HBO Max. Because is that still I've been confirmed to. for its release date. Yes. The only movies that are in question right now, apparently, are Dune and uh, King Richard, which is the Den- uh, sorry, Will Smith 4. movie. What's that? Matrix, Matrix 4 is at the end of the year. Matrix 4 right. is like July. Oh, really? I, I think December. so, unless they moved it. Um, Ooh, Matrix 4 still team. has its release date. It's just theaters and streaming. Right. Well, I mean, there is that I'm option. I was the <laughs> totally. Well, I was surprised. Well, here's hoping by July we can. But um, or it's it's safe enough so. to do so. But that um, that is one of the things that did surprise me. I'm surprised that Wonder Woman made as much as it did. The fact it made like 16 million 
in like theatrically opening weekend, I was actually surprised that many people went out to the theater to see it, especially with Call the HBO Florida. Max availability. Yeah, right. It's all those crazy people in Florida who went out to see it. No, I just really thought, especially with the idea, it, it's not like these other movies that have been released theatrically and then they'll be on premium VOD later. Like if you paid 15 bucks for HBO Max, you could have watched it at home and it would have been cheaper than I mean, would have been cheaper than two tickets. I'm sure if the average yeah. movie ticket price is like 10 bucks then it would have been cheaper. So if you went with the family, it would have been more money to see in the theater. And look, if you want to support theatrical experience, I'm all for it. I can't wait to get back to the theater. I saw no because... movies in the theater in 2020, which was, I, I didn't really get my head around until thinking about it. And Should writing cherish my Call list the Wild for next while week. I was in that theater more. So that's yeah, had you known. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last movie Sherry saw was like a boss. So you can imagine how she feels. I, it came up the other day on TV. I was like, remember that movie came out eight years ago when you and Sherry, my yeah. wife and I, yeah, they went and saw it together. That popped up on Prime. <laughs> That's on Prime right now. And I said to Sherry, like, hey, you watch like a boss again. Hell no. <laughs> she, she did not. But see, that was a movie like my girlfriend and Jack's wife went and saw that together because they knew it was going to be terrible, but they knew they could watch it <laughs> and, and laugh and it would be just a fun girls night. So they got together one night, went and saw the movie. And uh, it was exactly what they expected it to be, but they had fun hanging out together. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the point. And I'm all for that. Like, I'm fine with going to see a movie that's not necessarily that great kind of for the experience. It's the only reason I went and saw Mission Impossible 4 with That's you what guys. I like to tell myself when I have to be dragged to shitty horror movies. So, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's it. Yeah. That, that's our conversation about Wonder Woman 1984. If you like it, great. If you didn't like it, that's fine, too. They're going to make another one regardless. Um, I was willing to watch it. wasn't for me. I would have been dragged to the theater to see it, so I was at least grateful that I didn't need to plunk down, you know, $18 to go see it or something in yeah. a premium format or whatever the hell. So that's basically it, folks. Yeah. But Let watch it. it. Make, make your own judgments. Uh, and. Yeah. If you enjoy it, cool. I mean, I don't care. I don't have that much cool. of an opinion. I don't have that much vitriol for the movie that I'm ready to get in fights with people. And if you want to overlook the silly aspects and you can enjoy it, good for you. Honestly, I mean that. Yeah. I like a lot of silly movies that Whatever I know people don't happy. like. Yeah. Totally. But if you enjoy it, yeah, Whatever listen, there's, makes you happy. there are way more important things to actually I be like Batman and hype Robin. about. Yeah, it's a terrible film, but I love Batman and Robin. So there, you know, <laughs> I just said I like the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I thought that was a fun yeah, movie, but take that for what you it's will, not good. <laughs> it's oh not a good God. movie. I like both Charlie's Angels movies, the original two Charlie's Angels movies. They're not good I, movies at all. Apparently, I'm not, I'm not La La Land. I like iRobot. Who gives you shit? Yeah, you like yeah. iRobot. I like what was the other one? I saw? Oh, yeah. the Because uh, I saw that was it the, the Monster Hunter or whatever that movie is called. Monster? That's out right now. The Milla Jovovich uh, movie is—is is it Monster uh, Hunter? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I said I, I like the Resident Evil movies. I know they're not good movies. I enjoy. You them know though. what? You know what? Recent terrible movie I love, What's and that? I don't care what anyone has to say about it. And you're going to judge me very harshly, probably. Monster Monster Trucks. I love that <laughs> stupid ass movie. I thought it was so dumb. That's but it was like, yeah. That's. It was so uh, perfect. It was perfectly 90s dumb. Anyway, you, you were the target that. demographic. I've loved for that some movie. of the Transformers movies, one and three specifically. And I was no. I was a defender of the second one for a long time. But I, it's it's shit. <laughs> yeah. See, th those are movies <laughs> I, mean, I no, went it's in. It's a fun action movie, said 24 year old. It's me. not. <laughs> it's <laughs> <They're> dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's so, so we're not saying we're better than anyone else. We're not yeah. putting down again. You know, the, the, we're not putting down uh, Gal Gadot. We're not putting down patty jenkins you know we're not putting it on the cast or anything like that i'm just saying like I i'm not crazy about her acting and that's that if you like it cool if you think she's the epitome of wonder woman and fulfills every idea you had about what a live action wonder woman would be good awesome that's fine i'm just saying yeah. for me she doesn't do it i just can't buy it and um that's fine 
It's okay. We like a lot of dumb movies. If you like this movie and we think it's dumb, who cares? It doesn't matter. Film yeah. opinions on everything, not just film. It's all subjective. So there's no reason to get Indeed. too bent out of shape about it. And Jack, being a Star Wars fan, knows plenty of those people. <laughs> he reads plenty of their bullshit online. So oh, God. The don't worry about it. The mute button is a wonderful thing on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that is that. And if you're interested in everyone's shenanigans, you can follow Jack on Twitter at JackWagon85 and on Instagram at JacksonFigure1985. You can follow Christian Engineer Chris on Instagram at Christian Cordez. You can just look his name up. He's got some underscores in there, but you'll find it. And uh, mm. Arcade Player One on Twitter. And uh, check out his YouTube as well, Arcade Productions. He's got some amazing stuff on there. Uh, some great stop motion stuff, some great original music. It's well worth your time to check out the Arcade Productions YouTube channel. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And you can follow the show at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram and support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Cape Pod. For as little as $2 a month, you can get more stuff. It's great. Just bonus audio at the uh, $5 tier, the $10 tier, bonus audio, bonus video. Jack and I most likely <laughs> will be doing a <laughs> monthly video commentary. Well, there'll definitely be monthly uh, film commentary, I should say. And uh, that's going to be, it could be Jack and I, it could be more people. We'll see. And uh, maybe, since Engineer Chris is sitting here, maybe next December we'll do Muppet Christmas Carol as a commentary. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I, I, nice. I know you're in for that. <laughs> so there's reason enough. So jump in on it now for uh, $2 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. You can support the show. We would appreciate it. Head to patreon.com slash cape pod and uh, links for everything, of course, at chrisabalo.com. And that'll do it. Next week, Jack and I are going to talk about the movies and TV shows and music, all that stuff that we liked most from 2020 and maybe call it a couple of things that we didn't like. So that is the episode next week. So make sure you're subscribed to the show on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed and we will see you then. So until next time for Christian Cordez and Jack DeFranco, this is Chris Apollo and this was yet another experiment. At some point, even you have to learn to move on. Steve Trevor tell you that?